welcome to Big Life Conversation. You're here with Nicole McAuliffe, normally with Barbara and Jacinta, but uh, running the ship on my own as we speak at the moment. Barbara joining me shortly. Uh, it is uh, about seven minutes past four o'clock on 94.13 WBC. We have a great show ahead for you and we will tell you more about that in a moment. But to start with, we've had a bit of a crisp, cool morning this morning. The low, um, I don't know what the low was, but it was three degrees when I was dropping my children off to school this morning. But our top today was a partly cloudy 13 degrees. So uh, starting to feel a little bit cooler again with um, the unusual, unusual and seasonally warm weather that we've had for winter. So getting some of those crisp mornings, which is a bit like springs coming just around the corner. Um, but a very warm welcome to our previous presenter. We had Sharon filling in for Tiny Tim, always playing some wonderful tunes. I love those Decades hits. I know it's not quite Decades hits today, but uh, listening to some AHA and How's That takes me right back. So thanks, Sharon, for all of those wonderful tunes. We love to hear about those. So what's on for the show today? We have a wonderful lineup for you today, full of more entertainment than we normally have. We have obviously have quite a lot of entertainment on the show, but entertainment, lifestyle and well-being is usually our focus. Um, today we have the wonderful Josh Sanders, um, who is going to be talking to us about the White Horse, or he's from the White Horse City Council, but he's going to be talking to us about the opening of the Round Performing Arts Centre, uh, and he'll be joining us around 4.30. And then we have the wonderful Christina Costigan, who is from Baggage Productions, and she is producer of the play Mirror in Space, and uh, we're going to be talking to her about that production coming up very soon in September, so looking forward to that. We may even hear from uh, Jacinta via the phone later on in the program as well. So lots and lots in store for you today. Um, looking forward to having a um, great couple of hours with you. Um, as I said, it will be focused pretty much on the entertainment for today. Um, as I said, a couple of minutes past uh, four o'clock, 10 o'clock, we might have another tune before we get stuck into it. 94.1, 3WBC. And that was Billie Eilish, uh, Bellyache. And uh, lucky we don't have one of those. Uh, but I've had a little bit of a, uh, a nasal ache, I have to say, a face ache with um, a bit of a cold that I'm getting over at the moment, thus the slightly husky voice here today. Uh, but um, a nice little tune there to get us going. And I've just been joined with the wonderful Barbara O'Sullivan, who has joined me. I think traffic has been a bit of an issue now that school's all humming along nicely now, how are you today, Barb? Yes, apologies, Nicole, and to the listeners. Ah, yes, ah, you're quite right. Traffic seems to be back to uh, back to the uh, the normal crazy levels that has been um, for yes after the school holds on. But uh, anyway, I'm here, and um, thank you um, for um, holding the fort while I was not here. Uh, also, um, want to send cheers to our colleague Jacinta. Who can't with us today either, so hopefully she might be able to join us a bit later though on the she phone. She might be able to. If we can um, find out after our first guest, we might be able to check in with her then. Looking forward to perhaps hearing what she has been up to. 
Um, the weekend. What did the weekend hold for you, Barbara? Well, it, held, it held work, which you mean, as I say, next week's been Um But I've been to see the Barbie movie. Oh, you have finally seen it. Oh, yes. I have not. I had plans to see it, but because I was unwell, I just plonked myself in my bed and stayed there for the weekend. Probably wise. Um, You're safe in everyone else's. Well, you know, yes, I I do agree. Um, So what would you give it? Oh, actually, my partner Joe, who went with me, who actually was interested to see that he changed his mind about seeing it. Um, And uh, he wasn't that interested. He was more interested in seeing Oppenheimer. uh, I think after he he saw all the hoo-ha about it and how much money he was making, and he he also uh, rather partial to Margot Robbie. I think that makes other other people involved, yes. uh, he sort of thought he, he would give it a try. So, you know, I'll give it an eight. He said he'd give it about a seven. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yes. Um, you know, we can talk a little bit about it. Seven. Seven. Yes. Billy Eilish, whom you played earlier. Yes. It's a gorgeous song on the soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. It's it's very clever. It's very funny. There were a few people in the cinema that we saw it on Sunday night. It's very quiet down at Sun Cinema in Yarraville. Uh, lovely, lovely cinema, but um, very quiet. And I, the only about, you know, I think Joe was the only bloke in the, in the cinema. <laughs> and I seem to be the only person laughing. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. And I think I don't know some of the irony was Maybe lost on people. Maybe because of the age. I mean, I mean, I mean no offence by that, but thinking about <laughs> young girls that are there wouldn't know so much the history of Barbie. Maybe, uh, perhaps, and maybe. maybe there's some. I don't know. I haven't seen no, it. Maybe but, there's um, some jokes or there's some anyway, some references. That's it, high... it's very clever. It's very funny. It's um, Joe said it's very light. I said, oh, yes, that's light, but there are a few sort of serious messages in there. It's a bit of a battle of the sexes thing. I don't want to give too much away. No, um, but uh, you expect you know, that. That's right. But look, the, the director, she's a very clever girl, Greta Gerwig, and of course Margaret Robbie as as one of the many Barbies. It's very inclusive. There are all sorts of Barbies of all sorts of shapes and sizes, all sorts of races, lots of different kinds of ethnic groups too. Yeah. Uh, but Ryan Gosling, it took much about Ryan Gosling getting getting an Oscar. No, I don't go that far. But no, look, it was um, it, it's fun. And I, look, I declare my bias. The name like Barbara. What do you expect? And, <laughs> I did have a Barbie doll uh, many years ago, and if I still had, it, I would. Uh, be in a very healthy financial position if yes, I wanted to get rid of it. I know, Sadly, I, I don't know. Have but, um, you know, I've got, um, people have always been making, making, making cracks about Barbie and this is all, there's a bit of a love-hate relationship with the whole Barbie um, phenomenon in this film and, uh, you know, it makes some interesting points and now um, I, I, I think it's, well, I think it's bizarre that some people have missed the joke and missed the, the irony in it and some, apparently some Islamic countries have banned it Ooh. because apparently Barbie is very controlling. Not like certain, um, shall we say, this is not the real oh, she's, she's a like liberated Muslim male. She's a liber- liberated feminist woman. Apparently. And like, some people don't like that. Oh. But anyway, it's, I find that quite bizarre. But anyway, I don't think it's going to sort of turn, turn the whole social order upside down. But apparently, a friend of mine was telling me that so. a lot of um, people, young couples or couples have been having arguments after they've seen the film together oh. and have broken up. So I think that's intriguing. Oh, well, we um, wanted to see this over the weekend and I asked my 16-year-old, he said he had some male friends mm-hmm. that went to see it and he said, oh, it, it's, think? well, they, their, their term was it's crap. So, um, really? so I don't it's know weird. what they were thinking about what it would be no, either. I don't know. Maybe they missed the job, maybe they missed the point. Now, I, and I've, it's, not, it's not a male bashing exercise. No. Um, and actually, anyway, without giving too much away, you know, Barbie admits that she, um, despite his, anyway, despite the, her escape from the perfect Barbie world, yes. of Barbie land, um, she isn't perfect, mm. and neither is Ken. Mm. And anyway, so anyway, without going giving too much away, uh, basically she escapes from there from from this little bubble she's been living in, where, where everything is uh, pristine, mm. um, and goes out into the so-called real world, where 
the things are quite different and, the, oh. and certainly the power balance seems to have changed in terms of uh, Barbies not to, not running the show quite as much as they do back in Barbie land. Anyway, I thought it was fun, funny, I thought it was cute, I thought it was clever. The soundtrack, as I say, was uh, very appealing, as I say, including Billie Eilish and some old tracks from Cindy Lauper and a whole lot of others. Um, oh, but wow. I think men with a sense of humour um, will, I think, with people enjoy it. Some men, perhaps, who, who don't see the joke or perhaps a little bit insecure. Um, maybe, I don't know. I, I just thought the beginning was was very clever it, with uh, paying uh, deference to um, 2001 A Space Odyssey, if you remember the beginning of that oh, film. Oh, yes. And there's a bit of a riff on that. And, and look, if you, obviously, if you know a bit about movie history, and as you say, Nicole, certain ages, and you're aware of certain feminist. Um, uh, should we say trials and tribulations? You you can uh, you, you can see where, where they're coming from here. But look, I I think that it's um it's quite ingenious, and it's been apparently as I said a, a runaway um, uh, hit for for Mattel and for Warner Brothers. Well, and be, I yes. heard some people mentioning about Barbie Barbie two Barbie three. That, oh, here we go. oh my goodness, <laughs> we're going to be on for it, aren't we? We, we really be. are. But anyway, as I say, I um I think that uh, it, it is worth a look. If as I say, if you have a sense of humour and uh, yeah, um you can there's some there's some some points clearly uh, clearly made and amusingly made. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm still keen and um, I'm really looking forward to. It. You didn't do the the double Barbenheimer. Um, no, you know, but we did think whammy. about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that man, anyway, I shouted Joe last night and he said, "I said you got to shout me um, Oppenheimer." Oppenheimer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, I think Barbie's going to be around for a while. It seems to me as I say, breaking box office records. So. I think so. I think mm. so. So. Um, I'll be um, looking forward to seeing that very, very soon. Yes, and the cast, of course, also, apart from Margaret of course, includes Ryan Gosling as Ken and Will Ferrell as a, a rather ridiculous um, CEO of Mattel. When is and he not like, a rather ridiculous something? Exactly, that's exactly right. But look, as, as I say, people, I, you know, they, I think this is maybe their tongue planted firmly in their cheeks, are the, the makers, but, but, but with a bit of a, little, a subtle message as well, Helen Mirren, Dan Helen Mirren narrates... And I thought, we don't, I know that wonderful voice. Of course, it's Ellen Mirren. Of course. Yes. And, um, oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So uh, as I, they've got some good people involved. Um, and uh, I think that, um, as I say, it's worth looking. And some of the fashions are a bit of fun as well. <laughs> oh, a whole too. lot. And it's rated PG and it goes for an hour and 54 minutes. There you go. It's a long one it's, for it's a movie yeah, nowadays. It's about, it's about two hours. Mm. So look, I've been, as I say, I found it, I found it enjoyable. And um, as I say, quite clever. Well, I'm um, a little bit of a fan of... Ryan Gosling, actually. Oh, so, I, I mean, okay. there's something for everyone in the, the Barbie movies. But um, um, having rewatched uh, the Blade Runner, the second oh, Blade yes, Runner, um, recently yes. and um, him in that. So we're a bit of a Blade Runner fan. Um, yeah, with oh, the wonderful... Um, uh, well, I'm just thinking of um, the original, La La which is... Well, he was in La La Land mm-hmm. as well. Very... Yeah diversatile really yes, when you yes. think about it so i'll be quite keen to see how he is as ken but i think he makes a perfect ken from what i've seen uh yeah but also need to just before we go on to us and need to ask you did you look after your toys when you were a little girl I did indeed. Soft toys were very much my thing. Oh, okay. I had a bed full of soft oh, did toys. You say that my um, I don't know that. I think my sister might have had a Barbie. I didn't uh-huh. actually have a Barbie. I had a Cindy. Oh, that I had a Cindy. Um, mm-hmm. So the brunette, yes. and um, so everything was like you know brunette. And I had a baby alive. Oh, baby alive! I forgot about baby, baby alive. alive. You're quite a bit younger than me, so yes. And of course, the, the cabbage patch kids and I did have the cabbage patch. Along. Yeah, that was kind of post all of that. And yes, but before that, we actually had paper dolls. 
So we had the one cut out the little clothes. Yes, yes and we put the clothes on. So paper dolls was kind of our doll situation, oh, okay. really. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to look. You got, well, they can be quite fragile, so you had to be careful with them because you did. There's a, I sat across to partner uh, in the cinema yesterday, the last night, and uh, because there's a, there's a point about about Barbie who becomes weird Barbie because she has been, shall we say, been given a bit of a rough time by her owner. And uh, anyway, this is this is a little portal that opens into from uh, from Barbie world into Barbie land into the real world, and it's all to do with um, uh, some young girls who are a bit rough on their toys. And mm. anyway, uh, oh yeah, wow, so, okay. Yeah. And I thought to Which... myself, I was never, I was never a child like that. I mean, I I, I, love, I love my toys. I look I might have trimmed some hair. Oh yes, I guess that, 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 um, that yeah. And we also had a. Um, a velvet, you know, there was velvet and Chrissy, and they had the long, you oh, press yes. the belly button, and the hair yeah, would yes, grow I long, and yes, you could yes. wind them, and the hair would yes, get yes. shorter. Yes. Um, my sister had the velvet, which had the long um, blonde hair, and oh. it was very tempting <laughs> to sort of trim the <laughs> ends <laughs> off that. Um, so I might have done that on occasions, but I, I nothing else, everything else was very pristine. In fact, I have some of my soft toys that I've oh, given see? to my own children, oh, nice. um, which is quite nice. And, and I know mum kept quite a few of, uh, you know, some special pieces. I know yes. a special doll. We had a, my, Again, my sister had a special doll called Kerri-Anne, oh, which I no. tended to sort of have, you know, the, the dolls that were hers early on as well so um she mm. was a very big doll to dress but oh, i remember okay. getting the the clothing for them oh, as well yes. but yes yeah. always looked after them yes well anyway there's a bit of a story there and there's a, there's a bit of a, a sexual and other politics um oh. lightly lightly mm. um touched on in uh, in this one but anyway it's a it's, 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 i find it a hoosh myself and i, I enjoy it very good yeah. now uh barbara we've got guests we have guests yeah. um i know that dave mccarthy can't be with us today Probably well, has the same little lurgy that I've had. Um, but Josh Sanders is joining us. So yes, can yes. you tell us a little bit more about uh, Josh and what he'll be talking yes, to us about shortly? Well, yeah, we're getting very excited. Um, and so um, so the City Winals, uh, the council, about um, the opening of the Round, which is the Performing Arts Centre. So um, basically um, down in Whitehorse Road, once upon a time, you and I, and just many people have enjoyed uh, some nights out of the theatre. We, um, we did. Or whatever. It's a... Uh, the rather huge and quaint little Whitehorse um, performing arts centre, but this is uh, this is the new closed, yes. um, yeah, model, which is about to be opened up. And um, anyway, so we're ha- we're having a chat with um, um, Josh um, Sanders, and uh, he's worked in almost every facet of the mm. theatre industry in his career. He's trained as a performer before transitioning to production, administration, and now programming. And so he's uh, he's well versed in the performing arts, and uh, he's um, in charge of the programming. At the round, so we're very interested to have a chat to him. I'm very much looking forward to that actually. So, um, we'll be having a chat with him very shortly. I'm going to have a, a tune before we do so. Uh, well, before we do, can I put oh, some a birthday? Yes, let's Sorry. do that. Yes, if you don't mind, I just want to say a birthday cheer to my friend Fiona's husband, Pete, um, who has a very significant birthday uh, today. And um, I hope you're enjoying yourself, Pete. And I uh, hope you enjoy those discounts that come with that birthday. Oh, that <laughs> kind. That kind. Anyway, yes, so, and they love to all the family too. Uh, also, um, remembering um, uh, Madonna, her birthday ran now. Oh. And, yes, and uh, Isaac Hayes too. Um, and I can't forget my dear friend um, Perry, who's um, the husband of my friend Robin, who's having a birthday on the 20th. Uh, which is this Sunday. So to all you Leos, 
Um, I'd like you to spread it in. <laughs> Happy birthday, and I'm sure you should be enjoying yourself. Yes, and then we'll be in the Virgo territory very soon, yes, which indeed. which is a storm of birthdays in, in oh, my neck of the woods. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to put, say a little shout-out to just uh, hello yes. to my mum, who usually listens in. Um, but... Uh, Congratulations and wish you very well to the youngest in my family who has a euphonium recital um, in about an hour's time. Um, So hopefully uh, that goes really well. So good luck and um, hope all goes very smoothly. Okay. You're are on, they recording it or are they taping it? I've been asking know? my husband to record. Oh, uh, so He's hopefully, techno savvy should be right. Yes, <laughs> although the euphonium player does not like to be recorded, um, oh, so it's been very, that. very, very <laughs> difficult to get some recordings on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is uh, three minutes. It's twenty-seven minutes past uh, four o'clock. You're on Big Life Conversation with Nicole and Barbara, and we'll have our first guest up shortly, just after this tune. And that was Overpass by Ed Sheeran. You're on Big Life Conversation with Nicole and Barbara. And uh, we have our first guest on the line with us, actually. it's going to be an exciting time with this round opening up and yeah. there's a whole set of wonderful, amazing programs that are coming up yeah. that are on offer. Um, mm-hmm. Have you got some of those I have. to talk through? Yeah. Um, Arthur Miller's Death of the Sales, and this is a production I actually saw a while ago at 45 Downstairs. It's fantastic. The production stars Paul English and Margot Knight, Charlie Cousins and Ross Dwyer, and it's directed by Christopher Tomkinson. And, of course, it's the famous Arthur Miller play. Classic play, and it's on Friday the 15th of September at 7 o'clock, and Saturday the 16th of September at 1 o'clock. There's a post show question and answer session. Um, so it's a, it's a fairly long um, session. Duration is 3 hours and 20 minutes. That includes the interval. But as I say, that was a, a really fantastic piece that um, I saw. I think it was last year, and I think it's been touring around and, uh, to great acclaim. Also, uh, following that, on Friday the 22nd of September at 8 o'clock, and Saturday the 23rd of September at 2, again following post show question and answer session, um, personal by Jodie Mundy, um, and this is written and performed by Jodie Mundy and directed by Merafi Carr. It's been described as an uplifting and revealing multi-language story of life as a child of deaf parents. So that sounds like a really fascinating story. Also until Jodie Mundy was five years old and lost at Kmart, did she realise the rest of her family was deaf? She didn't see disability, only the love and protection of those closest to her. So that sounds like um, a quite intriguing piece as well. And then the official opening night... Uh, Nicole, it's Friday the 13th of October, I hope that's uh, a good omen, at 7.30pm. Um, and this features uh, great uh, talent Lucy Durack and Gary Pinto. And, uh, of course, they're, um, I, we were lucky in your I was lucky enough to see Gary Pinto performing a tribute show to Sam Cooke a little <coughs> while ago. Lucy Durack, of course, is known to many of us as being the star of, one of the stars of Wicked, amongst other things. And um, basically, this is a once-in-a-lifetime concert which is going to launch the round as the cultural heart of Melbourne's East. And the ticket um, gains uh, you entry into the post-show cocktail party. So anyway, that sounds like it will be a really fun night. Cocktail party after the show. And the show, their show itself runs for two hours and 15 minutes. Um, and then um, the two of us, the songs of Lennon and McCartney. That's on, uh, coming up on uh, Saturday the 4th of November, 1.30pm and 7.30pm. Um, and starring Damien Leith and Darren Coggan. And they've been described as two of Australia's most applauded performers, Damien Leith and Damien Coggan come together to celebrate the songbook of uh, the most inspiring songwriters of all time, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. So that sounds like 
another one for Beatles fans, and of course, um, Damon, known to many people for his Irish ancestry, and Darren Coggan um, has paid tribute, I think, to uh, John Denver um, and uh, Cat Stevens and many others, I think, in his day. Uh, and then finally, uh, coming up to the, the last part of the year, uh, Friday the 15th of December at 7.30 and Saturday the 6th of December at 1 o'clock, um, Christmas Actually, starring Libby O'Donovan, and uh, Christmas is coming early as um, Cabaret Darling Libby O'Donovan OAM and an all-star company of Australian music theatre sweethearts unite to deliver all the hits from beloved holiday classic film Love Actually, wrapped up with a sprig of holly and bucket loads of comedy and charm, and that's a touch of mistletoe. So according to the blurb here, you can relive the magical musical moments from that favourite festive film, including hit songs by Mariah Carey, Joni Mitchell, Eva Cassidy, Kelly Clarkson, The Beach Boys and The Beatles, to name just a few. So that sounds like a good way to, to welcome in the festive season. Um, and of course, in the meantime, uh, they're having a few other interesting uh, cabaret events, including um, Geraldine Quinn um, on Friday the 24th of November at 7.30pm for an 8pm start. And, and it's just called Broad, and she pays tribute to um, some amazing uh, women performers, including Agnes Moorhead, Rhonda Birchall, Vivian Westwood. And uh, so Geraldine Quinn decides to um, give them a bit, of, a, a bit of an outing. And she grew up idolising fabulous, bold, mostly ginger-haired older women, and now she's becoming one. And uh, so that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, also on Friday the 20th of October, Vincent Hooper is... Um, in uh, the premiere, the cabaret premiere of Underground. And just for one night only, Vincent and his band will serve up a mix of fabulous theatrical and jazz favourites, classic from, and original songs from his album Here Today, Gone Tomorrow. And uh, then uh, midweek matinees, of course, Nicole. There's, there are more things happening Ooh, during the day. I like a matinee. Yes, of Solo Mio, the great tenors, on Wednesday the 6th of September at 11 a.m. Uh, those are the days, the ladies of the British invasion. You can spread on Wednesday the 11th of October at 11 a.m. You can experience the songs of Silver Black with Julia Clark, Shirley Bassey, Sam Shaw, Lulu and Dusty Springfield, just to mention a few. Wow. Yeah, and uh, anyway, the list goes on and on. You need to really jump onto the website um, to uh, check out um, the round. I've done the round. Um, I think we'll, we'll uh, get you to it. And also there's a, a very nice little glossy brochure at uh, the City of Whitehorse um, Council offices, I'm sure, around the traps too. But that will give you a chapter and verse on what you can look forward to. Uh, including some stuff in the school holidays too, Nicole. Hamlet, Prince of Skidmark, might appeal to, <laughs> might, might, might appeal to your kids. <laughs> Some of your kids. Anyway, on uh, Tuesday, the 26th of September at 10 a.m. Um, anyway, there's lots to enjoy, no matter what your taste um, and interest might be. So congratulations to the City of Whitehorse for um, putting it all together. Thanks, Barbara. It's a nice little overview for you. Now for a couple of promos from our sponsors. And that was the wonderful Grand Baxter group that uh, came in and spoke, well, were going to come in and speak with us a couple of weeks ago, but they were on at the Q Courthouse with Duxy Franklin that I was lucky enough to go and see. So um, the wonderful Grand Baxter, nice little tune from his little outfit, little trio there. And uh, it was a very chilled night and it was a very good night. And I think uh, his songs, his original songs were wonderful. Um, it is 10 minutes to five o'clock. And if our phones are going to be working properly, um, we may have our first guest online. And no, we don't. I don't think we're going to be able to, uh, unfortunately, um, 
Time travels again. But you said that you might want to text in her joke of the week or whatever she wants to tell us. Yes, I'm just wondering if she's there. Jacinta, can you hear us? No, no, that is not a very pleasant noise there at all. Um, so we might just have to um, try that again another time, unfortunately. So um, we've got those phone gremlins not uh, playing a part at the moment. So um, we're going to have to post that for another time. I know uh, she likes to listen in when she's... Um, far away and uh, join us with her little updates as we go through as well. All right, speaking of updates, so I have a couple of little updates. Um, the first one is um, quite interesting and this is um, something that uh, I saw actually on the Gruen transfer, totally. which uh, I quite enjoy on the ABC. Um, have you seen the new version of Solo? I've heard about it. It's rather controversial very controversial i think it's quite controversial i think it's something that just shouldn't have happened mm. um and there is actually a shovel article on it but oh, um before i go to that uh there was conversation around solo you know the traditional marketing for solo is all around making it almost like a beer but it's not a beer it's a yes. soft drink and it's a a man's drink and yeah, you can sort of yes. get it sweating and you can get it doing this and you can you know and so it's the big thirst and you you know the the traditional marketing has gone very very well over time and so what they've developed now is a alcoholic lemon hard solo mm. so any of instead of a soft drink they've just reversed the colors instead of the um mm. black on yellow it's uh yellow on black um and so what the controversy really is is that this is a soft drink that kids know very well that teens know very well exactly and you can see how it's marketed that's right well and it's not the first time that the alcohol industry has uh, been guilty of this sort of behavior you remember those like uh, so those um, alcohol pops, remember those things? Yes, yes. Mm. Well, this is a drink that's been very prominent in our culture for, for 25 years or that's so. Right. as a soft drink. As a soft drink. Mm. So it's quite interesting how they've moved from soft drink to alcohol. Mm. This is not something that this um, that Solo has done before, and usually it goes the other way around and that you might have um, a, a sort of more of a, alcoholic drink and then it becomes you know there's a soft drink version of that it's the gateway isn't it it is the gateway mm. Mm. so and that, yeah i can see that a lot of a lot of parents would be rather upset about this i think so mm. I, I think it's um very strategic rather and sneaky. just very mm. it should not be done no, so no, very no. very annoyed about that exactly and it's it reminds me of all of the yeah the alco pops and uh, the the cruises that you know the vodka cruises and, the breezes and the this and the that yeah exactly, exactly. really oh, really targeted at teens anyway the shovel had something to say about it mm -hmm. um kind of referencing the teal independence at the same time oh, right. so this is from the shovel our satirical website that uh is not the opinions of us <laughs> or the show um but this uh, article is uh titled teal independence pause 
climate change fight to deal with that other big issue facing humanity, refusing to waver from their commitment to tackle the biggest existential crisis facing humanity, the Teal Independents have joined forces to take action on the canned alcoholic fizzy drinks. We are elected on a platform of fighting the very big, big issues, from the dangers of catastrophic global warming to the dangers of accidentally mixing up an alcoholic lemon drink with a non-alcoholic lemon drink, a spokesperson for the group said. We want to be able to say to our children and our children's children that we did everything we could to reduce the ma- amount of man-made alcopops. She denied that uh, they had lost focus on the core issues of reducing carbon emissions. Don't let Solo's light on the fizz tagline fool you. This stuff is full of carbon dioxide. Um, so taking a kind of a political view on that. Yeah. But I don't think it's so lighthearted. I think um, this kind of runs into my um, what gets up my nose. Mm, and that's marketing, you know, really chemicals that cause harm um, to young people. Um, not only soft drinks are soft drinks harmful because of their level of sugar um, and causing issues with obesity and dentistry, and you can name it, um, but alcohol with the soft drink as well and the promotion of that to younger people. Um, yeah, very unsavoury in yeah, my so view. I think it's immoral in a lot of ways, actually, as well. Yeah. I do agree with you. I don't think it's uh, very nice at all. So that's kind of... a baby thing. It's a target in the young kids as well. Yeah. It's it's kind of a what gets up my nose today. So what gets up my nose is uh, (laughs) the fact that Solo have an alcoholic drink. And I think it's wrong. Very wrong. Bad, bad Solo. Um, What makes your day? Is something that's cheered you up? um, What cheers me up is the fact that my lemons are on my lemon tree. Speaking of lemon drinks... Um, and that I can make some natural, um, with some soda water, uh, lemonade. Yes. You know, how refreshing and lovely. Life gives you how, make lemonade, not how good for the vitamin C, <laughs> exactly. how good for the throat. And That's I right. have been tucking into that with some Manuka honey. Um, and it has been very, very, very helpful. So um, that kind of brightens my day when I can go outside and pick my own fruit oh, yes. from my own tree and squeeze it. I actually had a couple of limes oh, in yes. with that from <laughs> yours truly. Yes, yeah, so Joe, I'm very lucky that Joe is a gardener in our household and uh, he does, does work hard with the lemons. And we have virtually, like, lemons and limes, we sweep virtually on everything and eat everything. Um, and uh, I find that when I'm, when I'm eating out, um, I have to actually ask for lemons usually when I'm out um, to uh, accompany a meal. Uh, so virtually everything um, is savoury and occasionally the odd sweet thing too. But um, yeah, so while I'm on the subject of what gets up my nose, what gets up my nose is something else that was in the media during the week. Um, Nicole was... Um, Massive bank profits. Oh, yes. Um, now, I don't know about you, Nicole, but mm, I don't seem to massive. recall um, any, uh, any really serious action being taken against uh, a lot of the banks during, uh, after that Royal Commission took place. Uh, there was some appalling behaviour that was actually uh, revealed. And I, I think, I don't know whether anyone actually went to jail, lost a job. I think, as far as I'm aware, people got wrapped over the knuckles and were told, naughty, naughty, don't do it again, please. And that's as far as it went. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I may stand corrected, as I said, but I think it's just pretty lousy. Um, uh, and with interest rates on the rise as well, uh, I think that for a lot of people, that would stick in their throats to see these amazing bank profits. And I'm just not sure in terms of what the banks are giving back to the community. I think they do have social, they should have a sense of social responsibility. Um, but anyway, that, that's what gets on my nose. Just a 10 billion profit. Yes, and, and just 10. And apparently some CEOs, it's got $8 million in bonuses. I'm thinking, 
to me, it's obscene. Mm, I mean, who needs very that amount of money? Obscene. And when, as I say, when there are so many areas where that money could be going, and if the, if certain financial institutions wanted to improve their standing in the community in terms of uh, public relations, I, I can think of many places uh, where that that money could be going. Anyway, that aside, we'll get some notes. What makes my day? Well, yes, so much of us, uh, so many of us are excited about the Matildas, how well they're doing, um, and the Diamonds too. Which are, which are of, I think mean, look at the clips by the the success of the uh, the Matildas, but I'm really pleased to see young boys and and girls, but particularly males supporting female sport. It's just to me, it's it's been a nice change. We're often uh, women's sport has been either ignored or ridiculed or just very much in the um, uh, in the shadows. But after this, with this Matildas thing, it's been I think it's been fantastic to see um, all the the blokes coming out and um, and cheering as well. So. Yes, that, that, that makes my day. Oh, that's a nice one. And, yes, the Matildas, how could I forget? <laughs> um, obviously, I was unwell. But, uh, yeah, what an amazing game. I watched the whole thing right through. Um, it was very exciting. Normally, I'm not a sports watcher on television. Not that. I was watching Carlton um, in Melbourne as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the Brisbane Lions, um, yes, we're having a good game as well. Yes. So, um, it was a very, very tight finish there. Um, but, yes, an amazing game and really, really excited for them. Having another game within three days is obviously going to be a pretty tough gig. And, test, test. and uh, England is going to be one of the um, – the, France and England, I think, were the top, top, ones, to top ones to mm, beat. So um, right. we'll see how they go with that because they could be very tired after that exceptionally long game exactly. and with exactly. the adrenaline that would, was happening. And um, with all the pressure. And Nicole, what do you think about the, all the hoo-ha about should we have a public holiday? Should we have a public holiday? Oh, look, I'm not, I'm not all for the sporting public holidays. I like the idea of celebrating them and I absolutely, mm, you know, delight in that. Um, mm. However, having said that, given that we've got a public holiday for the no, AFL, no. Yes, the AFL, AFL, which is a yes. men's sport, that's true. We could have yeah, exactly. we could have mm. a women's sport public holiday if they want to even it out. Um, but really, I'm mm. thinking there's probably other reasons that to do it. Australia could have public holidays or to celebrate the whole thing. I think you've got a point. And someone actually, I was listening to the radio, another radio station um, today, and someone suggested, okay, the public holiday it's going to be very expensive. Someone suggested, what about a half day like they do with Anzac Day? That's yeah, well, I guess that's a compromise. And then someone else said, listen, people, some people are forgetting that for people who are casual workers, a public holiday means they don't get to work uh, often. And all if they do, uh, employers are right about paying penalty rates. And so they think, don't worry, just don't bother coming in. We'll try and make do with about half an hour of stuff we've got, whatever. And for some people, that can be, you know, missing a day's pay can be a very serious matter. So, look, it's, it, it is a bit of a vexed issue. Um, but I, I do tend to agree with you, Nicole, that um, sometimes the, the sporting heroes and heroines Yes, they, they do some good work, but there are so many other people in the community who do as well. And that, which brings me to the sad point, um, rest in peace, uh, Professor uh, Mary Louise McClaw, uh, Mary Louise McClaw, who died at the weekend from a brain tumour. Yes, which is so sad. And of course, remember her, I remember her very calm and uh, cool and clever uh, advice about uh, the pandemic and what we should and shouldn't be doing. She was very much, uh, before vaccines came along, she was very much advising about lockdowns and masking and sanitising. Um, and uh, I remember listening to her on the radio and she was talking about, uh, really, uh, Victoria should be thinking about going into lockdown. And we're thinking, no, no, no. But then I'm thinking, but if you're the, if you're the, you're the professional, you know what you're talking about, okay, yes, all right, yes. Oh, and she said, dear. no, but I want to hear this. She said, it's not palatable, which she said, but to be honest, you know, I, I can't in all conscience uh, suggest anything else. So anyway, we really did appreciate all of her, um, her, her, her wise words. And it's, it's very sad. She's only 70 and... Uh, 
it, it's too young to go, but she made a wonderful contribution and very sad that she succumbed to a brain tumor. She fought a brain for, for over a year. But anyway, rest in peace, um, Professor um, Mary Louise. But anyway, um, we do thank her, as I say, for all their work. And speaking of other people who have left us, Rodriguez, the well-known singer. Um, I don't know if you were aware of him, mm. Nicole. Mm. Sugar Man, yes. one of his big hits. Yes. In, in Search of Sugar Man, because he disappeared oh, off the scene yes. uh, for after a few years. Anyway, he died at the age of 81, but he was a, a colourful, interesting character too. So, he was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so there are a couple of people who have left us but have left their marks. So, um, Classic we, we, song, we absolutely. Exactly, yeah, we thank them for, uh, for all of those years. It is two minutes past the hour. You're on Big Love Conversation with Nicole and Barbara. We're going to have a couple of... Um, sponsor ads and uh, then a tune before our hopefully next uh, guest um, if we cannot get our phones working um, we apologize to everyone out there we will try again probably next week we have this little gremlin that happens every now and then don't we the whole of the moon by the water boys going back away and before that we had cornflake girl by Tori Amos and unfortunately, we can't have our second guest on because of our little phone gremlin, the wonderful Christina Costigan, who is producer of Myra in Space and uh, really looking forward to hearing from them. Hopefully next week we might get them back on. But I wanted to give you a bit of a breakdown about the show. So you might have um, had or heard uh, friends of the show, Christina Costigan and uh, Bridget Burton from Baggage Productions um, talk about the different um, uh, productions that they've been part of, uh, the Mad Women monologues, to name one. And uh, I was lucky enough to see the reading of Myra in Space um, last year. Mm. So it's now um, fully fledged as a play and uh, by Baggage Productions. And um, uh, the wonderful Christina Costian is producing that. So um, uh, it is called um, Myra in Space, um, and Myra in Space reaches for the moon and the heart. Um, breaking the domestic ceiling is, is the promo. It's an exciting new work from Melbourne playwright Bridget Burton, friend of the show, which explores the impact of unfulfilled potential of a highly intelligent and otherwise ordinarily Devoted housewife and mother. Um, using the trademark wit and astute social observation, Burton introduces the character of Myra in middle-aged, a middle-aged woman with a repressed childhood dream to be an astronaut. Um, Myra is inspired by Valentina Tereshkova, a Russian cosmonaut and the first woman in space, who appears to her as an imaginary friend and an avuncular um, couch as Myra determines to pursue her dream. The play delves into the experience of many women of a certain generation who quietly sacrifice their personal desires to raise children and enable their husbands to forge successful careers. And what happens when the kids are grown up and the husband retires? What then? Mm, so um, Burton definitely balances comedy and pathos as Myra asks herself these questions seeks to reconnect with her inner self and navigates family dynamics guilt, depression and hope um, Kelly Nash who you might have recently seen in Networks 10 uh, The Hunted um, which I recall seeing her oh. uh, plays Myra and um, with lots of sensitivity nuances and delightful comic timing um, she's wonderful. 
I've seen her in the reading. Um, she's supported by a talented cast led by veteran show, um, sorry, veteran, um, uh, sorry, my, I can't see, director Alice Bishop and the evocative surreal set designed by Sylvia Show, who creates a, a, a liminal space between reality and dreams, while atmospheric lighting designed by Richard Weber and sound design by Nat Grant completes the picture. Um, Myra in Space is an original, gently feminist work destined to make audiences laugh and cry. Um, don't miss it. Um, so the premiere season at 45 Downstairs that we love so much and have been to uh, mm. before, um, between the 7th and the 17th of September 2023, supported by the Malcolm Robertson Foundation and the Urquhart Charitable Fund. So wonderful little play, and I said um, it, it is full of laughs, and it does it is quite emotional. Um, so it, it uh, looks at um, all of the wonderful um, ins and outs of uh, life, and uh, you know dreams, and um, a little bit of that. Uh, I guess desire to do something with your life. So, yeah, a little bit about that too. Yes, um, there's some wonderful little quotes here um, from others. Uh, um, this one's from Kelly Nash. Um, Myra is easily relatable to anyone who has been in the the um, looker after role. <clears throat> a lot of people, and uh, let's face it, it's often women sacrifice their own dreams of what life was going to be like in favour of bringing up a family. Everyone has unfulfilled ambitions and what we decide to do with those, uh, ignore them, embrace them or tuck them away in a corner of our heart, um, will inform our day-to-day -day in some way or another. Um, so, um, as I said, the season um, is in September, preview on the 7th of September, which is the one I'm trying to get along to. <coughs> 70 minutes in duration. Thanks for that, Nicole. Um, <coughs> also, while we're um, speaking of um, the interesting things going on, um, uh, I just got a text message from my friend Jacinta in Queensland, saying she's enjoying listening to the program and particularly like that uh, last one past that um, the, the hole in the moon. Um, <laughs> yes. Also, uh, Jacinta. Thanks, was telling Jacinta. Me, thank you, Jacinta, for listening. And also, Jacinta was telling me. Um, that she's enjoying some warm weather in Brisbane at the moment. Oh, yes. Is. But she's a bit nervous about summertime mm. because um, she says, look, it's, this, this uh, warm weather is delightful, but it shouldn't be like this at this time of year. And well, how's it going to be? We're in December, January, February, and she's thinking of uh, maybe moving down to Melbourne. And I'm thinking to myself, well, actually, uh, to tell Jacinda, they're forecasting bushfires again. Um, in Victoria <clears throat> over the summer. So, I mean, we don't you know. We're just watching this space and we're keeping our fingers crossed, aren't we, Nicole? Absolutely. Yes. It's going to be very, very hot. And just, just to track back, if you want more information about um, Marine Space, um, you can track over to our um, Facebook page, um, Big Life Convo, and you can also check out 45 Downstairs. Um, and I'm sure Baggage Productions has some posts around that as well. Um, tickets are very reasonably priced from $35 to $49. Um, and as I said, you can book from the 45 Downstairs website. Um, but yes, I'm a bit concerned about the um, environmental impact and um, whether it's, is it El Nino or El Nino that does the heat? Um, so yes, it's, it's, I think people are a bit distressed about thinking about summer mm. and whether we're going to have that very hot one, which we had 
a few years That's back, right. which caused all the bushfires. Well, what's um, happened in Hawaii lately is very distressing. There, that yes. was that was horrific, wasn't it? it and is. it's right, sort of ashes right down to the beach, exactly. um, and not much forewarning. And yet, Hawaii is really great with their warnings because well, they, they have volcanoes and yeah, and earthquakes on the real so, yes, Absolutely. So, so I don't know what's going on there, but that is disturbing. Uh, but on a lighter note, is it time for joke of the week? Let's have joke of the week. That sounds like a great idea. We need to make uh, mm. to give, us, give ourselves a bit of a, a bit of cheering up. Mm. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> courtesy of Jacinta, mm. our colleague, she sent one in because unfortunately you couldn't get to talk to her. Um, uh, she says, "My therapist says that I have a preoccupation with vengeance. We'll see about that." <laughs> Thanks, Jacinta. <laughs> I like well, the one-liner. <laughs> and then, of course, the old, <laughs> the classic. A priest, a rabbi, and a vicar walk into a bar. The barman says, is this some kind of joke? Ha, ha. Thank you, Jacinta. And so they were good. And what about you, Nicole? I've got one. You, you go ahead if you're up for it. Um, I have a short one. Um, this was, um, uh, I just read a book on anti-gravity. Couldn't put it down. <laughs> Care of yours truly at home. Uh, how about yourself? Uh, yes, this is actually based, based on a tr- another a true story um, from um, from my dear departed uncle, uh, Father Patrick O'Sullivan. And when he was a little boy, and this is actually, I'm just, I'll just digress. Um, this is just actually based on his experience. When he was, uh, anyway, young uh, James Johnson is chewing a piece of gum in class. And the teacher turns around and says, James Johnson, you, you eat gum? Yes, sir. Get rid of it at once. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Two minutes later, the teacher turns around again, sees James Johnson. Chewing away. James Johnson, yes, sir. I thought I asked you to get rid of that piece of gum. I did, sir, says James. This is another piece. <laughs> and that actually is based on a true story of my dear department <laughs> as a little boy at school. Maybe you should have become a lawyer rather than a priest. <laughs> uh, very <laughs> good. That was cute. <laughs> There's another cute one I've got, and you know, maybe a little bit um, inappropriate in its time now, but um, this is about three escaped convicts. Um, an Englishman, an American, and, a, and an Irishman, let's <laughs> yes. just say. Um, and they've jumped on a train. And um, I think there's rustlings that they're actually on the train. And so they're, they're going from cabin to cabin down the train, um, trying to find a hiding spot. And they actually get to the area where um, all of the animals are actually being transported. Um, and the... Um, uh, the Englishman hides in one sack, the American hides in another sack, and the um, Irishman hides in another sack. And they um, finally, um, the, the police come along into the carriage um, and they're looking and it's quite dark in there. And um, one opens up the sack, which the Englishman's in, and, and he goes, meow, meow, meow. And the policeman goes, oh, nothing in there, just kittens in that one, in the livestock. Um, and uh, the uh, next uh, uh, sack is opened up by the police and the American's in there and he starts going chirp, 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 chirp. Um, and the policeman goes, oh, you know, I think there's just um, chickens in there, so I'm just going to move forward. And there's the last sack and the Irishman's in there and he's shivering away and he's he's quite concerned that he might get uh, identified in this in this large sack there. Um, and uh, the policeman opens up the, the sack and he goes, potatoes. <laughs> to be sure, to be sure. Boom, boom. Oh, boom, boom. Yes, we can laugh at that with our Irish journalists. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Thanks for that. There you go. Uh, let's, on that note, go to a, a tune, shall we? Let's do that. 
She's got Betty Davis eyes, like Kim Carnes. Yes, there you go. She had big blue eyes, didn't she? Yeah, she was a great actress too. Absolutely. And before that, we had Get a Real Job by Duxie Franklin, who we did interview a couple of weeks back, um, as I mentioned. Wonderful show with uh, Grand Baxter at the Q Courthouse, which um, I was lucky enough to see. Um, so another nice little boppy tune from um, Duxie. So great local talent that we have here mm, in indeed. Melbourne. Uh, speaking of talent, mm. I'm about to mention some things that are coming up. Yes, please. Um, in terms of the theatrical productions and so on, um, if you're a fan of the musical Guys and Dolls, and I certainly am, um, you might um, be very interested to get on to Chapel of Chapel um, because it's playing down there until the 19th of um, August, courtesy of Antiquities Theatre Company. And apparently they are transforming um, the premises down there uh, into um, uh, a nightclub. So you can actually um, uh, sort of get, get amongst the action or the action will get amongst you. Um, and so apparently they, they told you to not expect additional guys and dolls um, from, from a TV theatre company, but expect to feel the heat of Havana and the roar and of New York City in an immersive reimagining as only it can deliver. Now, this hard to believe the guys and dolls are 70 years old. Do you know it, Nicole, at all? I do, yeah. I do. Yeah, and I'm a big, big fan of it. And um, it was a movie, I think, with Marlon Brando many years ago. Um, that um, the lucky ladies tonight. as well. Yes, yes and um, take back your meat, take back their coils. What made you think that I was one of them coils? Coils. It's a great, uh, great tracks. So, and um, anyway, lot, lots of fun. And um, as I say, said in um, originally said, I think in Chicago, uh, the uh, the gangster era. But um, anyway, this is a, a whole new take on it. So that sounds like very adventurous. It's based on the stories of Damon Runyon. It features a song, uh, "Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat," of course, um, and it should be a lot of fun. So. Check that out at uh, Chapel of Chapel. I'm running until, I think, from um, uh, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday and finishing up on the Friday, sorry, Saturday as well, Saturday the 19th of April. Very soon. Um, yes, indeed. Also, um, I was something very interesting came across the desk the other day. Now, this was um, relating to some special discounted tickets, Nicole, Ooh. which we're all interested in hearing about, I'm yes, sure. Yes, please. Now, Art Centre Melbourne has just recently devised this... Um, uh, uh, $12 tickets, or Tickets on Tuesday, it's called. And um, apparently... I have you... a name for Tickets on Tuesday yeah, that, are, that are cheap. That's right. They used to, that was in the movies. Yeah. I called them TA yes, Tuesday. That's right. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah, so... Um, but this is... Yeah, they're, they're getting on, in on the act at, um, uh, down at uh, the Arts in Melbourne. Which is and, great. Um, yeah, basically, it's, it's called Tickets at 12 um, on a Tuesday. And if you get in contact there to... Um, with with uh, the art centre, you can um, get some discounts on the oh, production. So keep your eyes peeled. Yes, um, and check out the uh, art centre Melbourne website for that. Um, so you know, we always always like to hear a bit of that, um, some concessions, and because you know that it can be a bit of a luxury sometimes getting to the theatre. So if that all helps, so well done, art centre Melbourne. Um, I love that. It's either a movie or the art centre. Yes, exactly. Now that sounds a bit exotic, doesn't it? Exactly. That's right. So they're. Um, they're doing a bit to encourage people to get along. Um, and uh, also I wanted to mention that just uh, next door to us um, is an interesting art exhibition on the White Horse Art Space back to Box Hill. Um, and they're talking about people who have previously um, uh, been involved with teaching at Box Hill uh, Institute of Tape, which had a, um, oh, a very good reputation. Uh, Me uh, included. Oh, yeah, yes. I've taught there. Yeah, you actually taught there. Not in the art department. No, uh, no, not in the art department. The science no, business, unfortunately. Oh, I was a business. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, so this is um, 
um, uh, a tribute to those teachers in the art department because uh, uh, they have um, both been you know, great uh, practice great practitioners of uh, the art in, in all its form or, and also have um, taught people who have gone on to um, um, uh, you know, be a better things, as you might Wonderful, say. Yes. So that's on at um, uh, Whitehorse Art Space, I think, um, running till uh, about the next month or so. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm. They have some wonderful departments there at Box Hill Now Institute. Uh, and um, my sister actually works there as well, in, again, oh, okay. in a different department, more in the science oh, yes. arena, um, which is more aligned with where we're at. But, yeah. um, yes, the art was always great, and they also had some amazing hospitality, which I believe they still do oh, yes, have, that, so um, yes. which we should check out, actually, for the reasonably priced dinner that's mm. um, served and presented and, I believe, by cooked the by the students. Good idea. Yeah. Good idea. Mm. Yes, and that, well, that exhibition, Back to Box Hill, is running until the 23rd. September and it's opening as Tuesday to Friday 10 to 4, Saturday 12 to 4 and it, there is free admission so there we go. Oh I like that free admission as well. It's another another freebie. Yeah, oh, fantastic lots of entertainment news there. Um, anything else Barb before I switch I'll it up a little? Um, just so while we're speaking about art um, I just want to quickly mention too that um, uh, there's some interesting things on TV this week as well mm. um Looking forward to seeing it again in a couple of weeks' time, uh, the return of Mother and Son with the wonderful Denise Scott, who's mm. had some health problems. That uh, new, whole new series, you might remember Ruth Cracknell and Gary McDonald for all those years ago. I love Denise, yes, too, so I think she'd be great. Her and her partner, John Lane, and her kids, um, Geordie and Bonnie, both the uh, very talented artistic creative family. Um, yes, also, uh, being, you being a scientist, of course, you'll, you'll be glad to know, we just know that it's National Science Week, Ooh. and as part of the, um, uh, the celebrations... Uh, there's going to be a, a new series starting up, um, courtesy of Dr. Anne Jones. I think she's at the helm. This is the soundtrack of Australia. Um, and have you, oh. have you heard much about this at all? No. Not really, okay. So look, she's <laughs> Dr. Anne Jones. She's a she's a quirky character, and she's um anyway she's as many scientists are indeed, and she's been cataloging the most Australian sounds. So she starts off with nature's loudmouth, and we're talking about. Uh, not people here, uh, the, the cicada or the cicada, you say cicada, I say cicada, which despite its small size can exceed 100 decibels. Wow. Yeah, the Cookerbara would have to be in there as well, I wouldn't it? So. The infectiously enthusiastic Dr. Jones then digs into the science of sound with an, an assistance from beatboxer Tom Thumb and even nods a pitching cockatoo sweater to witness the incredible mimicry of the live bird. So this is according oh, to the blurb. It is um, amazing, the live yeah. bird, though. Yes, that very clever mimics. And um, so that's the sound of Australia. That's starting a mini series at 8.30 p.m. This Tuesday, and also the, um, um, the ABC, and that following, I want to share say, it's following Kitchen Cabinet. The yes. series returns by, uh, presented by Annabel Crabb. And uh, you and I were talking up here, we're thinking, it's an, it's an interesting idea, a clever title. Mm. But uh, sometimes we think about getting, getting a bit too cosy with politicians over over some interesting recipes. Mm, I don't know whether I feel very comfortable sometimes. Mm. I know, it does. Yeah. Um, some politicians do sort of, it's a little bit irksome yeah, sometimes. It's, it's, it's not out of context. Sincere. Exactly, how sincere is this? And um, for some people, you might think, oh, fascinating, the background we learn. But for others, you think, I don't really want to know a lot about that particular politician. <laughs> but, um, no. Anyway, certain people should remain as fascinating, anyway. fascinating setup and fascinating it's, it's a construct. Idea in some yeah. ways. But yes, yeah, certainly don't expect any, any don't expect very many hard hitting questions mm-hmm. uh, in that uh, in that sort of session. It's a little bit more social, isn't it? I, I guess it, so. it sort of gives them 
more of a humane face mm, when you I just see them behind mm. that, or, or yes. do they not well, have as one? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes, we would go there either. Or, um, yeah, so that was uh, that was that's what I wanted to mention. Yes, the curve and stuff. just on the the mushrooms, um, we did a little bit of research around that, and you know, I I thought maybe they were those mushrooms that look like the field mushroom, but when you scratch them, they have this yes, yellow colouring. Um, mm. But no, they were these like these little capped mushrooms like that are ones. very different looking, not even button like, but more like a button mushroom, very fine. Oh, well, uh, that were actually used. Yes, I don't know um, what so. Very distinctly different Ooh. to the standard mushrooms. So mm, I wonder how that whole case is going yes, to it's go. Very, it's very distressing. And it is. Poor, poor gentleman still fighting for his life, apparently. Yes. Um, but, uh, yes, a disturbing thing. And we, we, who knows how long we'd like to get to the bottom of that one. That's right. Mm. I have um, some science to uh, talk you through. Please. This is um, from Science Daily and came from... Um, my show, Food for Thought, which is on every second and fourth Saturday. Mm. Um, but there was a recent study done on the 1st of August 2023 that was published from Georgetown University Medical Center. Mm. Very small pilot study. And um, this is about drinking kombucha and how it may reduce your blood sugar levels in people with type 2 diabetes. Mm. So it's a very small study, obviously more work required, but people with um, type 2 diabetes who drank the fermented drink kombucha for four weeks um, lowered fast blood uh, glucose levels compared to when they consumed a similar tasting placebo beverage. Um, this was results of a clinical trial done by researchers at Georgetown University School of Health and the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and the MedStar Health. And this finding from a, a pilot, it's only 12-person feasibility study, mm-hmm. points to the potential for a dietary intervention that could help lower blood sugar levels in people with diabetes and also establish the basis for a larger trial to confirm and expand upon these details and mm-hmm. results. So when they've looked at kombucha, they and like we know with most fermented foods, they do have a certain strain of bacteria that's within them, good mm. bacteria. So we have good and bad bacteria that exist in the body. But generally speaking, when uh, we have a, a wide diversity of bacteria in our what's called the microbiome or the the area which within they which with they live, mm. um, they found that the particular strains were um, helping people who were pre-diabetic. Um, and having some insulin resistance. And Mm -hmm. um, we do know that it's one of the eighth leading causes of death in the US. Excuse me while I sneeze. And so um, kombucha used in this study um, was a particular brand of kombucha. They have um, started to look at other types of brands to see if they are similar. Um, they all have slightly different microorganisms in them, um, but um, they did testing um, right throughout and uh, found that to be um, quite an interesting little study. Given what I know as a nutritionist is that fermented foods are very good for our health. And people yes. often say, well, why is that? Mm-hmm. Um and we do know that they, um, these little microorganisms can fight obesity, They're, they can help blood pressure, they can also ward off heart disease, just to name a few, um, and help with any of our gut issues. A lot of people t- take a particular uh, probiotic after having antibiotics to make mm. sure that they repopulate their gut. And others um, find them very helpful for 
um, travelling and traveller's diarrhea as well. Yes, I was going to say, um, how the fermented foods can be good for us, but and we also have to be careful with some of the fermented drinks because they can be good for us up to a point, so they say. It's a bit of a fine line sometimes. There is. So yes. there's things like kefir, yogurt, um, some of our soft cheeses, sauerkraut, to name a few of the different mm, other okay. fermented foods, which all can have a very similar um, impact as well. Yes. And I guess, you know, one of the things that I wanted to um, relate to that is um, for a nutrition nutrient of the week, um, I wanted to draw your attention to vitamin K1. Now, vitamin K1, you might know as uh, a vitamin that's um, not talked about as much as yeah. some of the other vitamins. Um, and vitamin K is um, made by intestinal bacteria. Um, it is very heat stable and it can be produced in the intestines and um, is improved with the function, um, is improved with the presence of fermented foods. So fermented foods like we were just talking about with kombucha, yeah. um, kefir, sauerkraut, etc. Um, but it's often there's uh, people talk about vitamin K2, which is a plant-based um, vitamin. And then there's also K3, which is one that is synthesized in the laboratory, which you often see in supplements. Um, but this is actually known for helping us control blood clotting and preventing bleeding. So people often who bruise easily might be low in um, vitamin K, which helps with our platelet um, development. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also really great for bone formation re repair. It helps our calcium go to where it needs to go. Right. So it's good for that. Good for osteoporosis. Um, and can actually, um, there's some emerging evidence that shows that it can reduce the risk of prostate cancer as well. Oh, wow. um, and um, it's very rare to have low vitamin K, but can happen when we have lots of antibiotics chronic diarrhea and some of those diseases related to that, like celiac, Crohn's, ulcerative um, colitis and alcoholics do have a lower vitamin K. Um, so getting some fermented foods into your diet can be very helpful during winter, fights off those bugs yes. um, and potentially can help with your blood sugar regulation, which is quite nice as well. It is very important. Exactly. Uh, it is coming up for five minutes to six o'clock. You're on Big Life Conversation with Nicole and Barbara. We might go to a couple of promos before we wrap up. Uh, and we have Primary Perspectives in Studio 2 ready and waiting for a great show after this. And of course, we also have some exciting news. And that is that the wonderful Sharon Williams is uh, rejoining us in our previously um, program that was previously on um, prior to, to Tiny Tim from 2 to 4 um, on a Monday. So she's back to her old permanent slot um, prior to our show. <laughs> Welcome back. She has some wonderful – she has another program with some decades hits on it and um, some wonderful tunes that she um, has – throughout the different ages and we thoroughly enjoy um, her program so welcome back Sharon looking forward to um, having you back on the show um, so for next week what do we have coming up make a couple of mystery guests possibly <laughs> the curl yes uh, well, I just want to mention too before we um, sign off um, looking forward uh, to next month down at the Melbourne the Monitor Peninsula Regional Gallery the Archibald Prize is coming down oh Yes, so, yes. Yes, you might have heard a bit about the, um, I think the portrait of Nonya Hassel has got won the People's Choice Award. Wow. In Sydney recently, a big fan of hers and a fantastic portrait from what I can see in the picture. So we shall uh, check that one out. Uh, I think it's on from September the 
the 15th, so um, to the 5th of November. So we'll get down to the beach and check that out. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, it's been wonderful to have you with us. Sorry about the uh, guests today with the strange phone bug. And the grill. Um, we, we will be here next week and hopefully have some wonderful interviews for you. Um, and now over to Primary Perspectives after this tune. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Ciao. Ciao, everyone.